Well, good morning. It's Monday, Monday, August 8th, 2022, Monday, August 8th, 2022, Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, By the way, in case you're curious, this is episode 576. Figured I'd throw that out there really quick. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you. Oh, by the way, uh, even though it is episode 576, the first two weeks don't really count because they were so horrible. Uh, the audio on them, you can barely hear what I'm saying. Uh, it got better after that. I, I truly appreciate you so much coming every day. It's very nice of you. Uh, if you can, please bring uh, someone with you today or tomorrow and tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, now, <clears throat> let's start with, of course, Ukraine. That's what we've been doing lately. Uh, the UN calls for international inspectors to be given access uh, to the Zaporizhia nuclear power station after it was hit by shelling over the weekend, raising fears of a possible nuclear disaster. I, we'll get to that in a second. I mean, uh, it, it, this is the biggest power plant uh, in Europe. And uh, destroying it would be uh, more of a disaster than nuclear. Uh, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres uh, called for international inspectors to be given access to the uh, Zaporizhia Zaporizhia, uh, nuclear power plant after Ukraine and Russia traded accusations over the shelling. Uh, It's the Zaporizhia nuclear plant, but the region is Zaporizhia. You hear the difference? Zaporizhia, Zaporizhia. Guterres said at the news conference in Tokyo, we fully support the IAEA, the International uh, Atomic Energy uh, Administration. Is that what it's, is that what it is? Yeah, I think that's something what it is. Uh, in all their efforts in relation to create the condition of stabilization of the plant. Uh, the head of the UN's nuclear watchdog, Rafael uh, Mariano Grossi, had on Saturday warned that the latest incidents at the Zaporizhia plant underlines the real, uh, the very real risk of nuclear disaster. Uh, now nuclear power plants are built to sustain certain direct attacks. So I, I don't think we have to worry too much. But multiple attacks at the same location could be a problem. Uh, Kiev <clears throat> and Moscow have traded blame over the attacks while the head of the Russian-installed administration in Zaporizhia says the plant is operating as usual. Uh, yeah, there's, they're built to withstand it, but why test it if you don't have to? I mean, seriously. Uh, the head of the Ukraine's uh, state nuclear power company has called for military uh, to stay away from the Zaporizhia plant and said there should be a team of peacekeepers deployed at the site. And, and that seems quite fair. No one to bomb it and no one to shield themselves with it because that's what Russia has been doing. They've been putting, they've been uh, shelling from areas around the plant because Ukraine fears shelling those areas. I mean, HIMARS. HIMARS is very, very accurate. They could do it with HIMARS. <clears throat> and I've said that before. 
Uh, citing a statement from the Russian military general in control of troops at uh, uh, the site, Ukraine's state nuclear power company has accused Russian forces in control of the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant of having mined the plant. In uh, his statements today, the head of the Radiation, Chemical, and Biological Defense Forces of the Russian Federation, Major General Valery Vasiliev, uh, who uh, currently commands the garrison at the uh, uh, Zaporizhia nuclear uh, power plant, the ZNPP, said there will be either Russian land or scorched desert. The power company also quoted uh, Vasilev as saying that Russian troops have planted mines in all the important facilities at the plant. Vasilev was quoted as saying, we do not hide this from the enemy. We warn them. The enemy knows that the plant will be either Russian or nobody's. We are ready for the consequences of this step. So, if you mean you are ready to be tried and hung by the Hague. I'm cool with that. You do not mine a nuclear power plant. That's a bad idea. Uh, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said during a visit to South Africa, if we allow a big country to bully a smaller one, to simply invade it and take its territory, then it's going to be open season, not just in Europe, but around the world. The Russian, uh, and moving on, the Russian installed head of Ukraine's uh, Zaporizhia region has signed a decree providing for a referendum on joining Russia. The RIA uh, Novosti News Agency reported uh, that Yevgeny Balitsky signed the document in the southeastern city of Melitopol. Uh, I'm sorry, Melitopol. Isn't it Melitopol? Or is it Melitopol? Eh. attended the uh, uh, by hundreds of representatives from across the Russian-occupied region. The TASS uh, news agency quoted the resolution on the referendum as saying, uh, based on the principle of free choice, taking the opinion of every resident of our region as the main value, we declare our intention to hold a referendum on the entry of the Zaporizhia region into the Russian Federation as a full-fledged subject. We are one people and we will be together. Of course, you, you know, they, they moved all the people out of there and put their own people in so they could do this. Russia did that. Or, or many, of course, most of the people fled. I mean, if, if, if you did an absentee vote, I am sure Russia would lose. Uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, warned that if uh, Moscow proceeds with referendums in occupied areas of his country on joining Russia, there could be no talks with Ukraine or its international allies. In his nightly video address, Zelensky stressed... If the occupiers proceed along the path of pseudo-referendums, they will close for themselves any chance of talks with Ukraine and the free world, which the Russian side will clearly need at some point. So I call that pretty threatening, and I would assume that the EU and the United States will offer a, their own referendum uh, about that, I would think. Uh, if if they haven't already, I, I'm not sure. Uh, Ukraine's infrastructure minister Alexander uh, Kubrikov, uh, 
has confirmed that Pivdenil, the third Ukrainian port included in the export deal brokered by Turkey and the UN, has resumed operations. Uh, Two more ships carrying corn and soybeans departed from uh, from Ukrainian Black Sea ports today, according to Turkey and Ukraine. The total now, 10 since the first ship sailed last week under the deal. Uh, The Sakura, which departed from the uh, uh, Pivdenil port, uh, I'm sorry, it's Pivdenil, Denil, Pivdenil uh, port uh, in the city of Yuzni, uh, is carrying 11,000 tons of soybeans to Italy. Uh, Turkey's defense ministry said while the Arizona, which left Chernomorsk, is carrying 48, uh, almost 49,000 tons of corn to Iskenderun in southern Turkey. A Turkish flagship has become the first to arrive at its final destination. Uh, the Polarnet docked at uh, Turkey's uh, Durant's uh, port in the Gulf of Izmit today after setting off from Chornomorsk uh, uh, on August 5th uh, with uh, 12,000 tons of corn. If you remember, we uh, talked about that ship uh, leaving. I think it was like 10 days. Was it late 10 days ago? Was it Friday before last? I think it was. I could be wrong. Maybe it was the weekend. Uh, Ukrainian forces have again shelled the Antonovsky Bridge in the Russian-controlled region of Kherson, damaging construction equipment and delaying its reopening. It has been a a, a key target of uh, Ukrainian forces in recent weeks, uh, with Kyiv using high-precision U.S. supplies rockets to destroy it. And I believe those were the High Mars. Uh, And that's across the Dnipro River, I think. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it is. Uh, Ukrainian forces conducted long-range raids on Russian troops based and uh, uh, bases and two key bridges across the Dnieper River overnight. Uh, Natalia Humanyk, a spokeswoman for Ukraine's Southern Military Command, said uh, that uh, the, the attacks hit the only two crossings Russia has to the pocket of southern Ukrainian territory it has occupied on the western bank of the river. On Ukrainian television, she said the results of the strikes are rather respectable. Hits on the Antonovsky and Kakovsky bridges. Ukrainian forces also struck multiple military bases in Ukraine's Russian-occupied southern city of Militopol in the early hours of today using U.S.-made HIMARS missiles. Uh, killing troops and destroying hardware. Now, of course, with these bridges out, uh, the Russian uh, military that is on that western bank is uh, up against the wall. They either drown or they die uh, if uh, Ukraine advances because they don't have a bridge to go across. Or, I mean, I guess they can leave all their weapons and swim for it. It's quite a swim. The river is not narrow there. Um, hey, they could make it. The United Kingdom's Ministry of Defense has said in Donetsk and Kramatorsk, Russia has highly uh, likely attempted the employment of PFM-1 and PFM-1S scatterable anti-personnel mines, commonly called the butterfly mine. Uh, I believe they, it's a, um, uh, um, I believe it's like, sort of like a small missile. It explodes and it spreads the mines in a pattern. And then they dig into the ground. I believe that's what this is. 
Uh, now, there's no evidence of this. Uh, however, that has been Russia's thing to do when they leave areas. That's what they do. Uh, the ministry said in its latest intelligence uh, update, uh, describing the weapons as deeply controversial and indiscriminate, it added, these mines have the potential inf- uh, to inflict widespread casualties amongst both the military and local civilian population. And of course, uh, as we talked about last week, uh, there was a farmer that was the um, victim of one who was just trying to plow his fields. Uh, and farmers have to get their fields checked before because they've mined the fields. Russia has done this. Uh, that psycho. Former Russian president, Dmitry Medvedev. And we've talked about this nutball before. The, the types of things that he says is just off the rails, uh, far off the rails from where Putin is, which, if you think about it, that's pretty nutso. Uh, He's one of Putin's uh, closest allies, as accused the United States and Western nations of harboring long-term plans against his country. (laughs) I got something to say about that in in a second. Uh, He was quoted as saying, uh, uh, this is by uh, Russian-owned news agency TASS, he said, the goal is the same, to destroy Russia. He added that Moscow would achieve its aims in the conflict in Ukraine without specifying what they may, uh, may be. Uh, of course, this is translated, so these aren't his exact words. He said, Russia is conducting a special military operation in Ukraine and is attaining peace on our terms. To which I say, you're right. The United States and Western nations is harboring long-term plans against your country. And if you leave Ukraine, those plans will not be able to continue. If you leave Ukraine, that throws a huge uh, wrench into the works. We won't be able to do it anymore. Your war in Ukraine is draining your military and your economy. And there is only one way out of it. The same thing happened in Afghanistan. It drained your military. It bankrupt Russia. And it's happened. And and then you had to split up Russia. And it's happening again. You're that stupid. That was just, what, 30 years ago? Wow. You're just stupid. Uh, According to an interior ministry official, a Ukrainian court has sentenced a Russian soldier to 10 years in jail after finding him guilty of violating the laws and customs of war by firing uh, a tank at a multi-story apartment block. The court in northeastern Chernihiv found Mikhail Mikhail, uh, Kulikov uh, guilty of hitting the residential building on February 26, two days after Russia launched its invasion. Uh, Kulikov, who was captured while fighting, pleaded guilty at the trial and sought a more lenient punishment because he said he had been <clears throat> following orders. That worked really well for the Nazis who said that at The Hague. According to a new report, more than 45, uh, 450 uh, foreign-made uh, components have been found in Russian weapons recovered in Ukraine. Evidence that Moscow acquired critical technology from companies in the United States, Europe, 
in Asia in the years before the invasion. Now, there will be an investigation, and I would think some corporate heads will roll, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, When disassembled, 27 of these weapons systems, ranging from cruise missiles to air defense, were found to rely predominantly on Western components, according to research by the Royal United Services Institute, uh, RUSI, uh, defense think tank. Now, the one good thing is they can't get replacements, so they can't fix anything, right? But still, someone someone's going to be in deep deep doo doo for this. Uh, a bipartisan pair of senators has called on the Biden uh, Biden administration to designate Russia as a state sponsor of terrorism in response to its invasion of Ukraine, saying the uh, they would push Congress to pass a bill issuing the designation, whether or not it had uh, Biden's support. Uh, Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal. And uh, Republican uh, Senator Lindsey Graham said on Sunday that the designation should be made either by the president or Congress. Uh, Blumenthal said, I hope the president will decide to adopt this stance voluntarily, and he hasn't taken it off the table on the state-sponsored terrorism. Uh, Graham said, I'd like to work with the Biden administration, but whether or not we have to do legislation to make it happen, we're willing to do. I am urging the administration to act now, I, there, there is a negative aspect to this. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, there are only four countries that are labeled state sponsors of terrorism by the U.S., North Korea, Iran, Cuba, and Syria. The label also implicates other sanctions, laws that penalize persons and countries engaging in certain trade with state sponsors per the State Department, meaning the U.S. may have to expand its sanctions much more broadly than specific sectors of the Russian economy, and that includes other countries. Now, the, the, the drawback is Russia would be the biggest country put there, and then suddenly all those other four countries have a place to trade with, right? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Let's, let's, let's attempt. Make the attempt. Make the attempt. It was 50 to 50 Sunday before Kamala Harris stepped up and did her only job. She has one job to break a tie in the Senate, which she did. Uh, the bill was debated in the approximate 15-hour overnight voterama, uh, where uh, a, a bunch of uh, Republicans and some Democrats uh, introduced uh, ad- ad- additions to the bill. We're talking about the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act. What did Republicans try to add to the bill or to do to the bill? Uh, Lindsey Graham tried to strike uh, uh, the Superfund tax on crude oil and imported petroleum products. John Barrasso tried to increase domestic dirty energy production. Uh, Shelley Moore Capito tried to strike provisions concerning funding for the Clean Air Act. She also tried to reduce regulation for permits for dirty, dirty energy. Uh, Jing, Jim, these are all Republicans. Jim Langford tried to add border security, as did Diane Sullivan tried to do the same thing. 
on a separate bill. Mike Crapo tried to reduce IRS audits. Rick Scott tried to stop hiring IRS agents. Roger Marshall tried to change drug price negotiation provisions. Chuck Grassley tried to remove capital gains taxes for the rich. Susan Collins didn't want money going to IRS employees who work outside the actual IRS building. John Kennedy tried to increase oil leases in the outer continental shelf. Marco Rubio tried to add more police funding and take away rights for trans women. Mike Lee tried to reduce rebates uh, rebates for energy reduction for homes. Richard Shelby tried to get more coal leases. Tim Scott tried to reduce IRS funding. Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, Ted Cancun Cruz tried to strike IRS funding and tried to remove vaccine requirements in schools for D.C. and wanted to bog down the bill in the judiciary. As did Bill Haggerty tried to do the same thing in the judiciary. Uh, John Hoven uh, tried to bog down the bill uh, by sending it to the Finance Committee. Marsha Blackburn tried to bog down the bill uh, uh, by put, sending it to the Agricultural Committee. Uh, this bill couldn't even be considered anything like the original uh, Build Back Better bill because of it being so completely different and so completely smaller. However, the bill did do some things. It would empower Medicare to negotiate some drug drug prices for the first time, which opens a door for future stuff. Uh, it would cap out-of-pocket costs for many people who need insulin, uh, though there were some insulin parts that were dropped. Uh, <clears throat> Extend healthcare subsidies for millions of Americans. Support massive investments in renewable energy. Uh, the, uh, the most far-reaching measures the U.S. Have, have ever taken to address, you know, climate change. Uh, and I think included in that is the continuation of uh, uh, rebates for uh, electric cars. It would force corporations to pay at least 15% tax rate. Plus, I like the newly added 1% tax on stock buybacks, though originally it was a higher tax rate. Uh, and, and as you know, uh, these corporations have been buying back their stocks like crazy so they can enrich uh, their investors. That's what they've been doing. Now, the Inflation Reduction Act heads back to the House with changes. Uh, the House will return on the 12th just to pass it before sending it to Biden to sign. And it should pass without much of a problem. Uh, it's going to be closer. It's going to be like, you know, maybe uh, I, I would think, uh, what's his name in, in Texas? Uh, that guy that just uh, uh, won, won uh, election again. What's his name? That Hispanic guy in, that, in, that, in Congress? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I, I'm thinking he's going to vote against it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Bidens are visiting Kentucky today. Kentucky has been hit with flooding that has killed more than three dozen people and caused catastrophic damage to communities. Uh, the Bidens will visit families affected by the flooding and survey the, the damage as thousands remain without running water or power. They will be joined by Democratic Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir and the state's first lady, Brittany uh, Bashir. Uh, Bashir said Friday the death toll remained at 37 as thousands remained displaced after the flooding swept away entire homes. Many also remained stranded without access to clean water, electricity, or critical supplies as some communities remain uh, impossible 
to access because of heavily damaged infrastructure. Now, no electricity and no place to go is going to be brutal. High temperatures, thunderstorms, and humidity have been posing challenges to response efforts. Of course, there is a state of emergency since July 29th, uh, which is like Thursday before last. And Biden made additional disaster assistance available to Kentucky yesterday. Uh, He wanted to visit earlier, but remember, he had COVID. He couldn't do it. He couldn't go anywhere. Uh, um, He tested negative a second time on Sunday and uh, prepared to leave immediately after um, testing negative that second time. Because you have to, uh, they say you have to test negative twice, right? And he's still going to wear a mask for five days, I'm sure of it. Uh, My father's state... Moving on. I'm so disappointed in you, my father's state. Uh, late Friday night, Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb uh, signed legislation, Republican governor, uh, making the state uh, the first in the nation to pass extreme abortion restrictions since Scrotus overturned Roe. Uh, Scrotus, that's the name for Supreme Court Republicans of the United States, not just SCOTUS, Scrotus. Uh, The Indiana uh, Senate approved the near-total ban on abortion, 28 to 19, uh, vote just hours after the House passed it, 62 to 38. The ban, which takes effect September 15th, includes some exceptions, just not good exceptions. Uh, Abortions would be permitted in cases of rape and incest before 10 weeks post-fertilization, which means pregnant children would have to decide to tell the parents who raped them before 10 weeks when they don't even know in most cases. Uh, It would also be to protect the life and physical health of the mother. You notice they made sure to remove mental health because then anybody could say having a baby at this age uh, is, is too stressful for anyone or having a baby is too stressful. Uh, or uh, and, and if the fetus is diagnosed with a quote, words are really important here, with a lethal anomaly. That means the feti- uh, 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 a fetus uh, with severe physical or mental anomalies are forced to suffer through life uh, and uh, be forced to, uh, the mother is forced to give birth. Under the bill, abortions can be performed only in hospitals or outpatient centers owned by hospitals, meaning all abortion clinics would lose their licenses. People are very angry. I hope that shows in the November election. We'll just have to see if that happens. Uh, This breaking news this morning, uh, the murderers of Ahmaud Arbery, starting with Travis McMichael this morning, one of the three men already serving a life sentence uh, in state uh, for the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, were again sentenced. Well, he he was a sentenced. Uh, what, what, what's his name? Uh, Travis McMichael was sentenced uh, again to life in prison today. This was under the federal charges. Uh, this time, uh, 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 federal hate crime charges. A jury in February found the three white men: McMichael, 36, his father Gregory McMichael, 66, and their neighbor William Roddy Bryan, uh, 52 years old violated Arbery's civil rights and targeted him because of his race. Uh, U.S. District Court Judge Lisa Godbay-Wood will later decide whether Gregory Michael and Brian 
will also face an additional life sentence. Arbery's uh, family have objected to the defendant's request to serve their sentences in federal prison rather than state prison where conditions are seen as tougher. I, I, they're likely going to get stabbed in state prison, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Gregory McMichael and Brian will be sentenced later today at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m., respectively. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, well, I'll tell you about it tomorrow. So at CPAC, after the speech by dictator-adjacent Viktor Orban uh, from Hungary, <clears throat> they had a straw poll for the next Republican president. Now, straw polls are, are really early on, and, and nobody listens to them, except for the people who win them. <laughs> uh, Trump overwhelmingly won an unofficial straw poll of attendees who were asked who they preferred as the Republican nominee for president in 2024. Among the attendees who voted, 69% said they preferred Trump, with 24% saying they would prefer Florida Republican governor and uh, right-wing sociopath Ron DeSantis. Uh, when asked about who they would prefer if Trump did not run for president, 65% of the res respondents said they preferred DeSantis, while 8% said they would support Donald Trump Jr. Uh-oh. <laughs> of course, the straw poll is not a scientific survey uh, with a poll limited to CPAC attendees and is not representative of the broader GOP electorate, which has really begun to turn against Trump. Uh, in an interview, I, I mean, these these people that at CPAC, they they uh, they have to support Trump because they get money from him. <laughs> in an interview with New York Magazine last month, Trump said he was de uh, still deciding when, not if, he said when he should announce a uh, 2024 campaign. Uh, so Israel and Palestine are uh, once again bombing each other. Israel forces killed a five-year-old girl and at least several other Palestinians on Friday in their latest bombardment of the Gaza Strip. At least 44 people were wounded, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry. Uh, Israel claimed it carried out the assault to preempt an imminent threat from Palestinian uh, militants who vowed retaliation after Israeli forces arrested a Palestinian Islamic Jihad uh, militant in the occupied West Bank earlier this week. Uh, and a little thought policy, don't you think? Uh, the ceasefire was working fine until Israel started killing children again. Now I would expect things to escalate even more. More proof that Israel doesn't want peace, but does want to continue its ethnic cleansing, which is defended by the Biden administration uh, and the White House uh, that in uh, May 2021 greenlit a $735 million weapons sale to Israel just before Israel's last bombing campaign. Uh, moving on to China has extended its military drills around Taiwan longer than they original said they originally said they would. Uh, they have disrupted shipping and air traffic. Uh, the exercises will include anti-submarine drills, apparently targeting U.S. support for Taiwan in the event of a potential uh, Chinese invasion, uh, according to social media posts from the eastern leadership of China's ruling Communist, Communist uh, Party uh, military arm, the uh, People's Liberation Army. I expect the U.S. will move ships and subs into the area to assert their power and freedom to use the waters, which might frighten a few of them away. 
Apparently, moving on, apparently if you live in Vegas, you've been showering in dead body remains. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm sure most of it was filtered out along the way. Uh, National Park Service Rangers found more human remains at the drought-hit Lake Mead National Recreation Area to the east of Las Vegas over the weekend. This was the fourth body found. Uh, according to the National Park Service statement, National Park Service Rangers received an emergency call reporting the discovery of a human skeletal of remains at Swim Beach in Lake Mead National Recreation Area. Apparently someone went swimming with a dead body so and attached some cement boots. Uh, I have no idea. I didn't see the body. That, that could have happened. <laughs> um, in, the, uh, in that recreation area in Nevada on Saturday morning. Uh, on the Nevada side, Lake Mead uh, it goes further than Nevada, than Nevada, does it not? I believe it does. Um, pretty sure, and this is my opinion, pretty sure if everybody stood up, every dead body stood up and saluted at Lake Mead, it would look like we were at a Burning Man concert. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for listening. Monday, August 8th, 2022. Monday, August 8th, 2022. Man, I truly appreciate you. Bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me. Questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. 34 minutes, not too bad, for a Monday. <laughs>